What is up, sports fans? Uh, it's Fry here once again, sitting down with JLo on a Sunday. Uh, nice, nice looking Sunday morning. Technically, still morning, only for another fifteen or so minutes. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, man. Excited to wrap this up and and get out and even my tan out. Anyone who do- hasn't seen me lately, I have probably possibly the world's worst farmer's tan. Uh, yeah, mine's certainly right shopping. up there. Um, so. Finally got a bit of sun in old Toronto in the six, so I'm hoping we can go out and have a kick of the footy and least at least start the process of evening out this tan. Yeah, it's seriously good. like it's like Mars on my arms and neck and the moon on the rest of my body. So yeah, it's Jesus, uh, it's not pretty, is it? It's something we have to figure out very quickly. I'm just admiring uh, my own. I've uh, commonly been called Casper in a lot of popular circles, so I've never been known for my tan. But you almost boy, look oh like boy. you have half of a tan. So that's pretty I do. impressive. I do. Congrats, buddy. Toronto's been good to you. the other half. Yeah. Who fucking knows that? I don't know where the fuck that is. Good luck. Hopefully. Death, Death Valley in, in Cali or something like that, mate. Like, it's the only place you'll get a real good tan. And that's a fair point. Or I'll just run around doing X-Movement stuff shirtless. Surely, surely that'd be... That's Stop not it. upon, is it? No, of course not. No, I don't think so. Um, enough talking about our useless lives. Let's talk about our useless fantasy teams. Uh, Wait, got a minute. Yeah, actually, funnily Yours enough, is probably doing all right. Mine's sitting okay. I'm staring at it as I speak. There's a lot of uh, ones leading off the triple-figure scores, so I think I'm on just under fifteen hundred. Still got a big Maximus Gorn. Three to skip it a play. Four. I miscounted. Oh, are they all play playing? Ah, uh, yeah. Some on your bench. No, no, all play playing. But I got one of them's the Collingwood rookie Miacek. Oh, yeah. is, so he'll probably dud it up and his score in might a, not be like a marquee game, you would expect him to have a bit of a tough time. At the moment, um, I've got two 50s on the deck, and then Guelphie's 65 is my third lowest score. It's pretty nice. So I'll have 21 dudes play, so I'm kind of allowing this Mia Check dude to score under 65. Mm. I'm going to be like, alright, if he doesn't score under 65, that's fine, as long as the other three go big. And the other three are Sidey, Gone, and Fritch, so... Even if like, Fritch, yeah. But even if Fritch has like a 70 or an 80, yeah. I won't be bummed. But yeah. I want Gorn and Sidebottom to, obviously, yeah. put as many points on the board as possible. But yeah, my team's looking all right. Yeah. Uh, I'm spewing... I'm really stuck between a rock and a hard place with this whole Robbie Gray scenario. Because I called it two weeks ago, and I said, if he does shit this next week, which was against Hawthorne, yeah. I was like, I'm trading him out. Mm. And he did crap, and I was like, I'm giving him one more week because he's back home now. And it's the buyers as well. He's, he's had his... He's so handy for the buyers. Um, I, I think that's why I'm going to keep him, even though he's playing crappy. Yeah. Although, <clears throat> with the exception of my defence, um, I'm balanced throughout... Like Buy-wise. Yeah. For yeah. Round, I've got a good mix of around 10, 12, 13, and 14 buy guys. But, yeah, in my defence, I think all but one around 14. But that's so that okay. Excuse me, but... But yeah, the Robbie Gray thing, I'm like, well, is it smart for me to turn him into someone and complete my midfield, or should I just keep him and, I don't know, he's bleeding a lot of money. He is, but I think, I think he's past the point of, like, he's almost bled as much as he can, really, like, because when you get to, like, what, 5.30, which is a lot of, it's hit, that's a long way down on Robbie Gray. Yeah. But that's about as low as a bloke who plays every week can get, right? Like... Unless you're scoring, unless you're like Darren Glass getting your 30 every week. Yeah. Like, like Rocky hit that bottom. I'm point. worried though, because he's scored really well. And then he's had three 60s. Um, I'm just trying to get the actual numbers. But I know his break even this round was like 130 or at least high 120s. Yeah. 
Um, and he's had a third straight 60. So oh, yeah. his break even's probably going to be like the highest in the comp next week, yep. which is why I'm like, well, he's not scoring 150. Yeah. So what I'm saying is um, I, t- I totally agree. Like, he's bled so much cash, but he can't bleed too much more. Like, Of course he can. No, it was, he's, he's only 60. worth 600. Like, he'll be worth 600 after this week. Like, Yeah, and then he'll be five... 50 the week after that, and then five. Yeah. Like, he'll just keep going down if but he keeps he, putting you, his He can't up. get down to 400s, like, because he just, he's going to play a No, no, no. That's I'm, what I'm saying. He's like, not going to get to 400. You're right, but I'm trying to turn him into something while he's still worth something. Of course, which is but what I'm thinking. I guess what I'm saying is I think it's almost gone. Like, I think that chance is gone. Like, we've nearly missed the boat. Like, he's only going to go down another 30 or 40 grand until he totally bottoms out. So I'm like, for me, I'm just going to hold him. Oh, I disagree. I yeah. reckon he's, he's got shitloads more to drop. So. Yeah, anyway, it's I an interesting one. It's dividing the uh, fantasy community. He's, like, he's, he's, I couldn't see him getting down to 500k, though. Like, you know, like, which is, it's 100k to go, but it's not like, it's I not the worst. I don't want to find out. <laughs> not, I don't think I'm going to play the risk. Anyway. That, I'll definitely uh, wait till his buy, uh, till the end of the buys, and yeah. then think about moving. I'm stuck or until Devin Smith. I'm stuck in defense because a lot of <laughs> me blokes are round fourteens. But yeah, like I said, I think the rest of the across the board, the rest of it's looking pretty solid. At least you can bring in your Cade Simpson this week, and that helps your buy structure a bit. Like it, these, all the good players are in this buy that's still happening right now. I think I'm yeah. leaning leaning towards Simpson only because it's going to save me thirty k. And Simpson's got Frio and Collingwood the next two weeks. I couldn't agree more. I've, I'm, I made the exact same call. Like, yeah. Because I'm thinking, because Siegeman for ha- for me has to go. Oh, yeah. That's um, that's a good move. Because Siegeman's been pretty solid, but it'd be nice yeah. to flick him. And to, it's like uh, tw- 20 or 30 grand to yeah, get awesome. Kane Simpson. I've got like five or four fifty yeah. K just sitting in the bank. So it's like an easy flip. Because I've got a few other bigger moves to make. Um, yeah, I think if I could around. get Cade Simpson... And or Elliot Yeo and Brayshaw. If I get two out of the three out of the buys in my defence, yeah. I won't be complaining. But yeah. another, another tricky one is I've got Luke Ryan, who can, continues to be consistent, pumping out big scores for me. Keep him. And the, yeah, but I'm like, oh, if I trade him to one of them, it doesn't cost me a lot of money, but it helps me with the buys. But I'm like, well... Oh, yeah, it does help with the buys. But honestly, like it seems like you've said to me earlier in... Well, coming into the buys, you're like, it seems like just a waste of trade. Like, it is a bit. He's averaging 104 yeah. in his last five games. Mate, he's... I called it. I keep him alive. He's like... I'm trying to think. He's a bit like Grant Birchall in the way he plays. Not as good a kick, but... Yeah, he's smaller as well. Like he, he just takes a lot of... Gets a lot of plus sixes in that back half. Oh, a bit like Heath Shaw, I guess. Heath yeah, Shaw does yeah, that. Yeah, that's a close But he seems like he's a bit more of a tackler than Heath Shaw. Which yeah, he's a bit, bit he's, more He's a fantasy machine, I if I'm honest. I love him, mate. Yeah, I'm so glad I, he's I quite like him. I, th- I, like the, I like the look of him. I like the look of a lot of Freo's youngsters, especially fantasy-wise in two or three years. Like, you're going to have a juggernaut of a team, I think. We stayed up and watched the... Uh, or not, sorry. Went to sleep, woke back up to watch the uh, Dockers-Crows game, which... Then, then I went to sleep up. and woke back up again. Yeah, yeah well no. done on your behalf, because there was pretty trash for the first half. Start of the, of the third game. quarter, you're like, just... Just leave my door open. I'll see if I get up and wake up. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's that's him. But you know, you know, my my tactic was if you brought me my phone, I would have sat there checking my fantasy scores, uh, and that's what woke me up. That's what woke me up, and because well I was played. so onto it. Because I, for anyone who doesn't know, I brought in um, Connor Bloody. I was going to say enough about my team. Tell tell us, yeah. tell the fantasy world what you did this. So week. so so when we sat down and did our Thursday 
fantasy that we don't even really have a name for that trade video trade video on Thursday just before lockout um, and discuss what we did I decided eventually to bring in Connor Blakely because like he's he was having a good he's been playing well all year yeah let's be honest he was probably going to almost guaranteed to make me money and what I planned to do was once the buyers are done <coughs> flip him into the back line and that shores up my back line and I can switch out someone who's playing crap like McDonald before sorry to interrupt yeah. before you say that is I'm considering getting Yoey in for Robbie Gray and putting Yoey in my mids and then doing the same thing yeah. when it comes bye week yeah. just trading out one of those St Kilda rookies and flicking Yoey back but yeah I, I don't mind that move like that DPP does add a lot when you're tossing up between like two oh yeah two very similar players because like the the amount of flexibility it gives you in your trades is just through the roof Absolutely. like, um, yeah, like even if you yeah. want to chop some shitty like rookie midfielder out <clears> who's <throat> maxed out and you can just flip Yoey into the midfield and yeah. chop him into the back, and it's so much nicer. I love that flexibility. So I think it's a good tactic, especially throughout the buys. Like it's something I kind of just fell upon, but It'd I think be it's pretty nice. I know I've uh, interrupted again. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> pretty nice on. if I. It's our podcast work. Uh, fair jokes. If I at the end of this um, week trade a grey to Ed Kerno, yeah, my midfield: McRae, Mitchell, mm. Kerno, Gibbs, Dangerfield, side bottom. Zeret and Neil. Don't yeah. let's we. I did that on purpose. We're but dropping that is, the Zeret and the Titch. That is a uh, a fantastic group of eight. Oh yes. Yeah. And then I'll probably go Lockie Neil to Cornelio or Josh Kelly after watching one or two more of their games. Yeah, I've I've kind of come to this to the a conclusion that like, and I'm sure this is like you do this just without thinking, but like I think there's enough great players in, especially in the way the DPP is working out this year. There's enough great players in the midfield that, like, I reckon, like, there's the big scorers there, but you could get a danger field for 200k less than Tommy Mitchell or whatever, yeah, wherever yeah. he's sitting, or like a Mitch Duncan or a Selwood. You're right, there's value underneath those yeah. top of the wazza dudes. So it's... grab those gun forwards and those gun backmen, and then just, like, I'm thinking probably next year I'll set it up this way, is grab, like, good or great midfielders, but like add those guns later on, like mm. start with the guns up forward and up back and, and then move it. So well, I think a, that's kind of the I've reverse engineered that with Blakely this week. Finish your finish telling them <laughs> on what you do so, with your teams and then I'll tell you something else that I'm uh, thinking trade-wise for next week. So because I, I needed to chop out Camilio for the concussion, yeah. uh, he was my captain last, he's actually been a captain in the last few weeks and he's done great for me. Thanks mm. old Stevie, but he like... Because he had the C on him, <clears throat> and I just wasn't paying attention. I traded him to Blakely and left the C on Blakely, and the <laughs> fucking I left the V on Guelphy, <laughs> like because because I switched him and Toby McLean just to the, like a one on the yeah, bench, yeah, one yeah. off the bench, and it, like I saw that and I was just like, oh no, because I was going to go Steph Martin this week, but I ended up actually Blakely outscored Martin. Oh, so nice. What did Steph have? One hundred six. Like just it would have been 100? fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah but. Like Blakely had 111. Blakely junked it up in the second half as well, didn't he? Yeah. He was on like 40 odd at half time. He started and slow and finished strong. He had a good um, third quarter from memory. I think it was early. F- yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it's and then he went quiet and he got second, a few. Yeah, few right. Last he, I think the last couple of touches was like Luke Ryan to Blakely to Neil, and we yeah. were just like, yeah. So, <laughs> so there's my one one week where I'm just like, oh, that was a huge mistake. Luckily, it worked out. Paid our dividends. And, and paid dividends, and, it, and it's never going to happen again now. So that that was great. That twelve or ten point difference might just be the difference between you uh, 
catapulting into, I don't know, the top, where are you, 50,000? Uh, not even, mate. I'm 70, about 70,000. Because ah, okay. for anyone who doesn't know, I missed the first week. I wasn't playing, or maybe even the first two. I think you missed the first week and, and the, the Adelaide Thursday game. night game. Yeah, I did. That's yeah. right. Adelaide. I, so I couldn't start my team with any Adelaide or Richmond players, which, let's be honest, Adelaide's a great team to have players. Yeah. Playing, so. You wanted Dude and Laird and who was it? There was well, I probably wouldn't have. But you ended up getting most of them throughout the trades anyway. Yeah, that's true. Laird. I probably wouldn't have grabbed Dude because I wouldn't have known about him on his debut in round one. You Fair. know, like, um, so maybe it worked out for the better, but, but yeah, anyway, so never again will yeah. I... Uh, not pay attention that's to me. That's hilarious. It was yeah. so funny when you told me that. I was losing it. I, I've been in that scenario before. I did... Uh, I traded in Scott Pendlebury. I can't remember what week it was, but then he was a late out. Uh, had the C on him, but I left the V on... It was during the buys. Yeah. Left the V on someone who I'd switched off my yeah. bench and he had like a 70. I was like... Uh, it was one of my rookies or something. Yeah, I vividly remember that. Um, yeah, so just quickly, if this Robbie Gray trade completes my midfield, do you oh, think yeah. I'm better off doing that Maybe even not getting Ed Kerno, chasing like a Mitch Duncan or someone who's a bit cheaper. Mm. Or do you think the smart play is to get another Devin Smith or Elliot Yo and solidify my forward or back line? I, yeah, so if I chop Robbie Gray out, I'm not turning him into a mid. Mm. Um, because he's only worth, he'll be worth six, 600k this week. Surely, yeah, something um, of the sort. Like, if, if that. Because he's worth 620 now, he yep. had a shocker. So he'll probably drop to, he had a high break even anyway. Um, I reckon you're better f- shoring up your mids. Uh, sorry, your forwards. Like because you can just get a salt. Like Tim Kelly will give you a fucking eighty. Yeah, it's like what? There's the no other bloke. With that, the other know? bloke I got my eye on there is getting Sammy Menegola. Yeah, I, I would take Smith over Menegola. The only well, thing Smith's got his buy this well, week. Well, that's it. That's the only reason I'm like holding. I'll hold Gray for at least one more week because then oh, I'll go straight to Devon. Shit, I think I'm gonna have to as well. You know now. what though? Like Gray. Is the sort of play, he's a gun. Like he probably will revert to the norm. Like it's just, scary that dude, he might. Anytime not. he doesn't play forward, he plays incredible and he scores yeah. like ninety or hundred. Yeah. But he's three straight games he's played for. I'm not. I I guess how do I wear this? I'm not having a, a crack at him. I'm having a crack at Ken Hinckley. Yeah, playing oh, up forward. Mate, the same I'm, I'm not going to tell Robbie that you're saying this. Don't yes, worry. Oh, no, I know Robbie Gray's listening, so I don't want him to get offended. Yeah, of course not. Um, no, I just think he's a big enough gun that like. We're, like, best case, he'll just bounce back. And then we're like, oh, what were we worried about two mm. weeks ago? Worst case, he just stays this way. But he's, he's like, not going to hemorrhage 40 grand or 50 grand I guess this even week. If, if, if he has one more bad week, then you can be like, okay, fuck, that was... If he goes down 60 grand, so say 30 this week and then another 30 next week, yeah. that puts him 100 grand less than Devin Smith, yeah. roughly. Probably a bit more. Probably about yeah. closer to 120 less than Depending Devin on how Devin goes. If I could make uh, some... Oh, yeah, actually. How did he go? Because he would have had a low break even this week. Yeah, because he had a smashing game the yeah. other week. Uh, well, he hasn't... Oh, it hasn't come through yet. Oh, what? Oh, there you go. He had 94... Oh, because technically it was played. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, he got his break even, so he'll go up again. So. Yeah. But he yeah, won't fly up. Like, he's probably no. close to his ceiling, yeah. I reckon. So, like, that's why I'm not so worried about Robbie Gray, because the forwards are all cheap as fuck. Like, it's only midfielders that you really have to splurge on. Mm. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. And, like, he, if he's at 550, sorry to cut you off, if he's yeah. at 550, like, which is fucking low for Robbie Gray, like, mm. you're like, oh, man, I've probably lost 150K. It's still not 
it's still 100k to move up to Devin Smith or the the best forward. So yeah, you'll be right. You're yeah. right. That's why I think shore up shore up the other positions first. Worry about your buy structure. Just get through. Yeah. Because this is the time you're making your move during the buys. Well, I've already, if things hold according to form, I think I've gone up about 5,000 spots in rank this week. Nice. And, and next week's the week everyone's going to get. Because I've certainly... Hopefully. Been, well, I've, I'm looking pretty solid for next week. It's round. It's only round 14 <clears throat> defense that screwed me. Okay. And I'm a little bit... you got three trades this week, three trades. Yeah, I'm a little bit stuck. You could literally have your whole backline changed out. By I know. Time. I'm a little bit stuck as to which... Um, what Ruckman to get as well whether I'd wait out and get Grundy or Steph I'm thinking I'm going to Wits this week honestly because mm. um, he had a good week who's he got next week um, I just don't have to worry or someone. I don't have to worry about him in the buyers and honestly like it doesn't for me it doesn't complete that Ruck line which would be so nice because fuck Grundy and Gorn and Guns and Martin but like Wits is pretty fucking good like yeah, he had he's 110. A, he's got yeah. St. Kilda, Hawthorne and Collingwood coming up. Hawthorne, well, McAvoy's playing well, but um, like until he goes up against Grundy, it's not... And Grundy gives up big scores anyway. I like, think I'm going to get Steph over Grundy. I've been um, watching a lot, of, both of them, the last couple of weeks. Steph just gets the tackles that I really... Well, like. Grundy's like... This, this is just fucking absurd. His last... He's just too expensive right now. Yeah, that's what I... His last five average is 125, 131, 124, 135, yeah. 128. And Jet, then him and Gorn once, Only once he scored under 110. But, but yeah, 100, like what is it, an extra 100k for him? Uh, 70, but um, his break even was 117 this week and he got that and then some. <laughs> well, Steph's break even was 120 and he only got, uh, I think... He had 106. 106, yeah. So he'll go down a slight bit, yeah. and Grundy will probably go up a slight bit. So it'll probably be a hundred grand by the time they both come off. Like, their box. what are their averages? You know, like they're they're not it's that, ten points. Yeah, really. ten hundred grand is not worth ten points. You're right. Like, um, well, like, I, I save that hundred grand. I can use that to get Devin Smith next week. Bang, don't worry. And Martin can just have a hundred and thirty. No worries. Like he's done it for me plenty of times. I so. think. <clears throat> I read something not including maybe the last fortnight, but before that it was like Steph Martin scored the most points yeah, since round three, I do round two or something. So yeah, by no means is he a uh, a shitty option. And I've got Max Gorn as my other option, yeah. so it's not like I'm like, oh, I really need Steph to deliver. Like if he has a shitty game, okay. Gorn will probably have one twenty anyway. Yeah, no, I think I I would lean towards Steph Martin just the money wise, like. It's like picking up McRae or Mitchell when they're worth a million or when Mitchell was worth a million. You're just like, fuck, it's just not the right time. Yeah. Know? I did that, uh, that bold move. I traded Andrew Brayshaw to Jack McRae. So, right, that's fought him right at the top when he was had his 150, 140 streak and he hasn't really gone back to the same level. But Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you just got to pick. So, you, you know, what's stopping time. Brody Grundy from now going 106, 107 and Steph from one? Yeah. Honestly, it probably will happen that way as well, which is another reason I'd probably lean towards Steph. Worst case, he has like two hundreds, and you're not super satisfied, and you go, "Fuck it, I'll just grab Grundy." Like you're almost at the point. Your midfield's close. Your backline's about as good as a backline can get in this comp with these shitty players up back. Well, without your forward line's good. Like it's, you might as well just start knocking like finishing everywhere off yeah know? I'm looking at my back line and I'm like oh man I really need like this person to come through or this person to play but I was like well hang on a minute I've got Lloyd Laird Ryan and at the end of this week I'll have Simpson or Yo so I've got four big dogs there yeah and then 
um, if it's so, if it turns out that during the buys, round 14 rolls around and I've only got two dudes playing there, but I've got almost a full team in every other area, yeah, it, doesn't matter. it balances out. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you're in a good spot. And I think the Martin move for Grundy, instead of Grundy's probably the way I Yeah, I'm glad we talked that out. But yeah, fuck, don't ask me what I'm going to do with Robbie Gray yet, because he might become semi-man of goal this week, he might become Ed Kerno, and he might wait and become Devin Smith. So. Yeah, honestly, he's, it's a... All over the place. It'll and depend like, a Where's little. Rocky playing? Is Westhoff going off? Or is he having yeah. a shitty, shitty game? It yeah. sucks that only like two or three port players at a time can score yeah. big. Same and with like cats. Wingard. Well, all the cats, like there's five of them and they still manage to score like a 90 oh, yeah, okay. someone. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, yeah. It seems like... Not yeah. six, no 60s in there or anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. anyway. Well, I think it's just... Geelong dudes are a bit... Better class. That's than true. Court. Also comes down to just the system they play in. Hinkley's sure. is probably a bit more like forward and mid separated. Geelong seems just like everyone could play almost any position. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Makes sense. <clears throat> um, there's not a lot of actual footy stuff really to talk about. The Freo Crows game was fucking awesome. It was a good game. Good. Really good game. Obviously, I was pretty happy with the uh, end result. Nice. Well, to... yeah, you were happy. I had six, five. Or six players playing as well, so I was really invested in it. It was yeah. a great game of footy. It was, it was a pretty low scoring, but um, that's what you get with Frio. No, uh, it was like it was in the nineties. No, it was like six. It was like sixty nine to seventy one. I think, mate. Oh yeah, it was too. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry, what, I don't know what I was thinking. Big Cox, well, did right, though, didn't he? Yeah, he looked nice. Um, I'm kind of glad that we cut McCarthy, like dropped him because he hasn't been playing great. His field kicking's really good, but. Seems he like just, he's got his head up his ass a bit, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. I've, I've thought that since we got him. Yeah. But yeah, if all of a sudden, Cox, Tabernacle, and McCarthy, if two of them, you know, turn into something and we're able to just Throw get the a Hill couple of other pieces there. and Yeah, if we get the Hill Boys back, Mickey Walters can play, like, full-time wing slash rest forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I like the way Frio's trending. It's just a year or two off. I could very easily see them next year just going, bang, we're, we're a top four side. Yeah, doing what West Coast doing this year. Well, maybe not to the same degree, but... Yeah, I just, I think Lyon, honestly, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Lyon go. You reckon? I, I think so. I think, um, I think he's maybe a bit stuck in his ways a I don't bit. think he's good for ushering in a rebuild. I agree. He's I, good, like, if the team's competing and we're up and about, he's a, like a well-drilled coach, mm. but... Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Are you just <laughs> talking about, sorry, just talking about Sean Burgoyne, I can't remember when it was, sometime in the last Couple few weeks, weeks ago, yeah. about how you would just throw the... I would throw the kitchen throw the, sink yeah, to, to get him as our skills coach. That's exactly what Freo should do. Or su- kicking or has been appalling or, yeah. for years. Lindsay Gilby or someone. Yeah, it's just been... I remember we hired someone, don't ask me who it was, because he's obviously not doing a good job, <laughs> to be our skills dude. It was, names like Anthony Rock or something, I think. Okay. Anyway, yeah. And, yeah, our kicking is still just letting us down. Like, there were so many times where we'd get the ball and the defensive 50 or on the wing and we'd look forward and we'd just turn it over. It's funny, like, how much... Like, how many mistakes can be covered up by just great disposal. Mm. Like, I, you could be structureless and, like, have a shit for, full forward and, like, have a ruckman who can't win your tap. But if you can use the ball when you have it yeah. well... Fuck me, like, I, I've always thought, like, obviously it's the most important part of training, like, for footy. I think you, if you spent your whole pre-season on skills, left fitness just to, like... Fitness takes care of itself in well, some regards. Yeah, in a lot, like, you see all these guys in round one come in, like, everyone cramps up in round one. Yeah. No one's ready. 
until they play the game. So just let the fucking games get you ready. Just just do not fuck up a kick. You're a professional athlete. Like, I understand It's called football. Yeah, I understand that there's a lot. And it's like, you know, I've never played AFL footy, so I can't really speak to it. But th- there's a lot to it and stuff, but it's really a simple game if, if you really think about it. We've said for years that if we were in that type of scenario, we'd find a way to succeed as an athlete because you're just surrounded by so much... Uh, so many resources. Yeah, very easy you, to say that from outside. Of, of course, but I was just going to say, you don't. You wonder how many times people are in those positions, but the coaches are actually just shit. Yeah, or well, like not amazing yeah. coaches. Oh yeah, like the systems are letting you down. Like, yeah, like oh, this bloke never developed into the start. It's like yeah, well, that's because he's a winger and you try to play him as a back pocket. Yeah, and he was. The development coach said he needs to work on his opposite foot kicking and he's... Yeah, yeah, who knows. But, all, yeah, I, I just think it's... I've never understood why teams spend all this time on fitness and stuff like... And it, you need to do it, obviously. Yeah. To a degree, you have to do your 3K time trials. You need to be hitting your fitness goals. Of course. But, like, they just happen. Like I, Yeah, I if would, you're running around kicking a footy, you're going to get fit. Yeah, like, it happens. It. I, I, I always think about Sammy Mitchell. I think it was the year of... West Coast, yeah. when he was doing his pre-season. They're like, oh, you're having a pretty light pre-season, Sammy. He's like, I always have a light pre-season. Like, I don't do any of the running or anything. I just work on one skill mm. all pre-season and just let that carry me through the season. So, like, I think with his year at West Coast, he was working on his, like, gathers and handballs, like, off the ground, gather, handball out to a runner. Yep. And, like, he's the best... Smarter. He's the best fucking best player who's ever done it. Like, re- or one Arguably, yeah. yeah. And he's... you're just like, oh... Where does... Here's an interesting question. Where does he rank all-time as, like, a... Oh, top... He'd be in the top... Oh, it's so hard so because tough. there's those I might do an forwards. article on that because it's so... There's no, like... There's no goat of footy, is there, really? Like, everyone's, Ab- like, the Ablets and Lee Matthews are Ablett up there. Jr. But, yeah, I think Ablett Jr. will probably... Like, in five years' time, everyone will be like, oh, yeah, he's I, probably the one. I remember but, I was in my... Uh, last year of high school and I read this great it must have been Sports Illustrated or an Australian version of that yeah it shouldn't plug other things but it was long <laughs> ago I don't think hey, I, plug, I plug shit all the time look it's, it was so it was a magazine I don't think it exists anymore mate um, but like it was um, they were doing a who's the best in each code of footy yeah, and they were like yeah I think when it's all said and done Billy Slater and NRL mm. um, they said a few other blokes so maybe Gitto or something and then they're like, "Well, we've, we we're seeing the two best, um, we're seeing the two best footballers ever, Judd and Ablett Junior." Mm. And they they were like, "Judd's ahead right now, but we think by the time it finishes, it'll be Ablett." And I I seriously how think awesome it's was it? Yesterday we got stuck in a bit of a YouTube wormhole watching mm. those like Fantastic Fives, the video yeah. the AFL producers of like yeah older players and their five best moments. Yeah. We watched Curry, Judd. a few other dudes, but yeah, Judd was awesome to yeah. watch because his. His highlights weren't just like one goal highlights. They were like, oh, here's him when he had 30 touches and five snaps. What it, like, what it literally is, it was five games where it's like, oh, here's Chris Judd single-handedly just dispatching this team. Yeah. And like, it seriously was. God, he was good. He was. It was I think... awesome to just watch him again, because I hadn't watched, that's something I hadn't seen in like mm. probably half a dozen years, just get the footy and just burn out of a pack. I think top five for me would probably be, be him, Ablett, Plugger, 
Yeah, plugger. Um, Lee Matthews and Ablett Senior. Yeah. Probably top five. It'd be very interesting. I'll, I'll probably do it sometime over the summer. I'll yeah. sit down and I'll look through all the numbers. Also, I like. I think it cannot go without saying Boomer Harvey really needs to be in the combo. Absolutely. Because he was so... Like, he could have played on, honestly. Yeah, I think he, North he Cuddy, deserves. that's right. It's something you kind of forget, hey? Well, and then, like, they cut Petrie as well, and Petrie came, like, really contributed to Super West Super handy Coast. for you guys, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, we digress. But I think it's Ablett Jr. for mine. Yeah. Mitchell, top 30 or 50. Yeah, Mitchell. It's, it's hard because there's a lot of players that were that good. Mitchell's one of the best of our generation, oh, yeah. and yeah. arguably the best. But, yeah, it's uh, there's definitely some good footy players in the combo. Um, looking ahead to next week, how mm. you... How are you confident around the uh, Coasters' chance of topping the Swans? Oh, good game. Not at Optus, is it? Don't think so. I think it's a because we played them. Played them first one. game, yeah. Uh, no, I like us. I like our chances, honestly. Natanui and Lysette will be able to match Sinclair. Yep. Um, our midfield's on fire. Defence is great. On that small ground. Imagine mm. this new defence. I, I claim it's a new defensive system. I don't know if it really is. But if Adam Simpson's... Oh, new and improved. You need to come up with a name for it so you can trademark it so that when everyone catches on, you're like, yep, we've been talking about the web you. for ages. Yeah, well, he had the web. We'll, we'll think about it. We'll yeah, call yeah. it the feeding frenzy or something. Hello. Um, but yeah, I think that on a really small ground like the G, I mean, I think West Coast might even end up pumping Sydney here. That'd be a bit of a statement. Although yeah. they... Pretty shitty round of footy with the exception of that Dockers yeah, Coast game. It has been very... Swans up. just came off whacking the... Um, Giants Saints, as well. The Giants touched up. Poor Gold Coast Suns. They, they looked like it looked like a training know, drill. It was bad, um, but West Coast looking good. That Titus O'Reilly tweet that I saw was pretty funny. What was it's it? like in quotations mark. It's like, all right, we'll send the Gold Coast. We'll send the Gold Coast Suns to Tasmania, and then it's got Tasmania, and they're like, but we want an AFL team. Yeah, nah, that <laughs> poor Suns fans. It's grim there, but I guess that's part and parcel. That you, that's Frio. Yeah, one team been through all sorts of shit. Port Adelaide actually was quite successful from like introduction. You yeah, it's not, and it's it's just repeating. It's just like like a, our man Ray Dalio said, history is just continues repeating. So Absolutely. if you understand the patterns, like yeah. you can see what's happening. So would you rather be a fan of the Gold Coast Suns or the Sacramento Kings? Oh, good question. Because um, I heard true story. I heard a Sacramento Kings fan. Uh, talking their opinions on a podcast, can't remember where it was, the other day. I no was like, way. this is the first ever Sacramento Kings fan I've come Yeah, across. I've never heard anyone admit that they're a Sacramento Kings fan. No. Um, yeah, I, I would uh, Yeah, I would choose <laughs> Sacto, I think, funnily enough. Because at least, like, it's not as hard to rebuild an NBA team, I don't think. You need two good draft picks well, it's and not as hard. changes. It's not as hard to rebuild an NBA team and at least, like, be semi-successful. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Like to, to get to middle ground in the NBA, I feel is a bit easier than to get to middle ground in the AFL. If that makes well, sense. Well, it's just less or like players. fringe finals, just less players, you know. And, True. Um, yeah, and less less systems in place, less like intricate defenses, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I'd choose Sac- Sacramento. Speaking of those Sacramento Kings, um, there's a lot of reports swirling cool. around who they're going to pick with pick number two because apparently DeAndre Ayton worked out for the Suns. Mm. Um, and he was like, oh yeah, there's no way I'm not going number one. Yeah. I'll be the number one pick. Mm. So I uh, can't remember. I said yeah, my latest did, did mock. Did the Suns said, even work Donkic out? Not yet. Well, they've only, like, that was the first workout that's happened oh, okay. for the Suns. Like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, this whole Donkic thing's a bit all over the shop because there's re- some rumours and reports from he like, American... He won't go to the Kings, won't he? 
Will well, he? Like, I don't think he wants to, but there's a lot of reports and rumours of people being like, oh yeah, like this GM from the Grizzlies like really doesn't like Donkic, and there's a lot of reports that he's going to slide. Hmm. So yeah, I think he's an absolute fucking superstar, but yeah, if... Uh, if you were the Kings and the Suns, you still think... I think you said Aiton and then Bagley before, maybe? So... Who yeah, would you finish, take, like, if you were in that... If I was the policies. Suns or the Kings? Say the Suns take Aiton first. Yeah. Who would you take if you're the Kings? Um, just let me think of their roster real quickly. Because while you're thinking, at the moment most mocks have Donkic going there, but they've still got Fox, obviously. They don't have a lot of big man talent, so Bagley and Jaron Jackson are swirling around, but... The biggest uh, riser, I Bamba? think... Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. the biggest riser, I think, in recent draft mock drafts has been Bamba. And I think he'll go in the top five easily now. I haven't watched enough of Bamba to make me... To, to fix... Okay, so I'm a bit concerned that he is for beat. Yep. That's, so a, that's a very... Well, that's funny. Early like he that's seems, what I think of Jaron Jackson. He seems more athletic than for beat, yep. but I... Have barely watched Mo Bamba play. Like his his like numbers and measurements like make me salivate. Yeah. Um. And I just like his face, so <laughs> I really want him on the Nuggets. Yeah. And I would love like I would say yeah I'll take Bamba on any team, but I like the the beat thing scares me. Yeah. Um, that's always the scary thing with like a raw big man. Yeah. Like, and like, that's the thing. He me, could I, just be. Not the next Greg Oden, because that's the tribute to injuries. Yeah. But yeah, the beat's a good one. The beat's, yeah. I, and I just don't... I don't know if he has half a jumper, or is he at least a, like a slick drop stepper in the post? Or, yeah. Anyway. Um, he's at least been if he goes out. to the Kings, he's got some like good big men like in the front office and who have played for the franchise. Yeah, that's true. That might, he might be able to reach out to. But I would... Um, if I was the Kings... Uh, Speaking of reaching out, he's been training with KG and there was a video I saw this morning as I woke up that he was copying some of Embiid's post moves in a workout. Okay. So yeah, there's a lot of... I think he's getting a lot of media buzz and people are like, oh, he should be taking third. But... Hmm. So yeah, I think he'll be a top five. I reckon he he might end up. He very realistically could just be the next Embiid because this is what exactly yeah. what Embiid was, except he's a bit longer than Embiid. Like yeah. he's Embiid, not as thick, but he's definitely a little bit faster. He looks kind of quicker. Big. He looks like he will be big though. Yeah, like he looks I like he'll be a. Aiton looks like Embiid from a physical standpoint yeah. because he's just so imposing and big. But yeah, Bamba. He's got like the long when he when he gets drafted, he'll have the longest wingspan in the league. Yeah, which is just fearsome. A lot of people are calling him Rudy Gobert with his solid three point shot. Oh, so he does have an okay one. He's got a fine one. Yeah. What I'm, about when he puts it on the floor? That's that's he doesn't have a lot of um, talent. Like, you can fix that. But that's you know fixable. what big man can put the ball on the floor? I mean, he's okay in the post. He's just used to catching a lot of lobs, lobs, and, and pretty solid free throw shooter. And he's just a defensive juggernaut. Yeah, I wouldn't take him with anything before the third pick, though. Yeah, okay. Fourth in this draft. Um, if I was the Kings, yeah, I probably would just take best available. You can always trade him. Mm. Um, like, trade down and get, uh, you know, anyone that fits. Bagley I think taking, would be nice. Ta- imagine if they could take Donkic and then just, yeah, flick it to, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a team. Who's their coach right now? Do they have um, one? The Kings. Yeah. I'm sure they or did. Do, but I can't. Nah, I think it's is it Dave Jaeger, whatever his name is. I don't know. Let me find it, it out. Dep- I guess it depends on the coach you got in place as well. Like, but you know what? I would probably, honestly, if I was them and I didn't like 
Donkic, I would take Bagley. Yeah, um, right. Because he's a, he's a surefire. Like, he's like picking Al Horford a little bit, you know? Like, he's going to be a great player. Get you three or four all-stars. He, he reminds might me, just be... Yeah, Dave Yeager. He's the okay, coach. he is. Yeah. yeah. He reminds me... Bagley reminds me a bit of, like, a Zach Randolph, Chris Bosh type of dude. Okay. I did say that yeah, he's yeah, a rich man's right. Michael Beasley. Yeah. So, I imagine he's like... Michael Beasley, if Michael Beasley lived up to the hype. Yeah, is he a little bit taller? Uh, no, pretty Seems similar, like 6'10". A... Yeah, okay. All right. Maybe like one inch, two inches taller than Bees, but yeah. he's got like a solid jump shot. He's really good athletically. Mm. Yeah, he's like a, a better well, version, what of, are, a good it, version. What of it reminds me a lot of is the way people looked at Jason Tatum coming out of college. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, he's very solid in a lot of areas, sort of athletic, but like not... Not going to blow you away. A lot of people thought he'd be like Danny Granger style dude. Yeah. And, and he looks honestly a bit like Paul George, but look bigger, which is fucking scary. Yeah. And I think a similar thing might happen with Bagley this year. Yeah. Um, so take a surefire guy who still fits your position, positions. Yeah, the Kings have got, uh, they're up against it. Let's be honest, they're not winning next year or the year after. They're going to be in this position next year as well. Just so. like the Gold Coast, it's dwelling down the bottom yeah, of the line. Yeah, good, good comparison there. Well um, there's a lot of, obviously, movement that's still going to happen in these mock drafts and player rankings. Yeah. That. Uh, drafts in about... Two weeks? Yeah, I think it's 11 days, 10 okay. days. So um, A lot of action about that. Planning on releasing a big... I was going to do a real quick one mm. this week and then do one the eve of, which I still might. I might do one yeah. Monday or Tuesday, but... The last one I'm going to do, I'm going to do what um, I think will happen and what I think should happen, like what I would do yeah, if I was okay. drafting in that position. Yeah. Um, so speaking of that, who do you think the Cavs should take at pick eight? Two scenarios. One LeBron stays, one LeBron goes. Yeah, so I think it shouldn't change depending whether LeBron stays or okay. goes. Um, so this is what I think. I think LeBron should stay, and I th- if I, it was me, I would make sure the next phase of Cleveland basketball... Yeah. Like, is successful. Like, because it's like a good... We've talked about this before. A good CEO exiting, like, a company's been out for 10 years, make sure the transition works, you know? So even if it takes a year or two to hand off the torch, and then you can just sit back with your feet up, wait for your son to come and play. Yeah. So I think they should honestly take... Like, if Porter's there, I would take him. Um... I think Porter's number one priority regardless of what LeBron does. I think so I want as well. Michael Porter. Because I've said for years, not years, <laughs> I've said for weeks, maybe, maybe, maybe stretching months, yeah. uh, that Michael Porter is going to be like one of the best three players out of this draft, if not the best. I, I think, think he will be the best. I think the he's injury. got all the tools to just be such a superstar and everyone's a little bit worried about his... You know, like, oh, he's well, a little bit less athletic than what we like and he's got this weird spine injury, but I'm like... Well, and weird what... spine injury is just such an anomaly. Like, it's not like he's coming off an ACL and you're like, well, now there's a chance of him doing that again. Well, but it's all... I see why they're worried, though, because they're like, this is even more random. And, but, I like, guess... it's in his spinal column. Like, you are on that spine all day. Like, I guess this, all this that I'm saying is obviously with the expectation the doctors are like, yep, he's cleared and good to go. Well, here's what it should be. Like, here's how I would look at it as Cleveland. Like, you're not going to get another lottery pick for a few years because you've traded them all away trying to get LeBron a star fucking yeah. teammate when, let's be honest, it fucking hasn't worked. You no. should have just stuck with the team. Toby Altman has probably been a, a fail so far. Yeah, I would say so. But no, the way you need I do, to... Sorry. Do, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, applaud him for being proactive yeah, he and was trying proactive. to make moves. Yeah. But, yeah... Fuck, I still don't know why we traded Kyrie. Anyway, 
It yeah, happened. that was a funny one. But like, it, it was like you can either have a LeBron situation or a Melo. At least you get something back. But anyway, the way I would look at this draft as Cleveland, I would be like, well, let's just redshirt Porter for a year. Give him another year off his back. Do a Blake Griffin. Yep. Do a Joel Embiid. <laughs> no problems about Ben Simmons did it. And how good did he come back after being in the system for a year, used to the travel... Like, there's no Pretty reason awesome they need to rush into that. it. I never even thought about that. So. Um, that's the way I would look at it. I would take Porter. Uh, if he's not available, I would just go the highest upside player. Yeah. Doesn't matter about position. Don't matter how it fits. Because in three years, when LeBron gives him the keys, it's his team. His, he had, Whatever position he plays, he'll be the number one option. And just let them just do a slow transition. And then LeBron can just go into, like... He'll probably play for another five years. Play with his son, maybe like, just let him compete for two more years while this project starts. Like, fuck getting Paul George. It's never worked for you, LeBron. Like, mm. getting a getting a superstar teammate through trade has never worked for LeBron, except those Heat years. But that was like pr- prime LeBron mixed with like pretty close to prime D Wade and a prime Bosh. Yeah, like that was always going to be successful. I think if they ship in Paul George often okay year off a broken well they'd have to do some weird shit and sign him and then LeBron would have to take a cut and they'd have to trade some salary away so like when have you ever seen it'd almost be too just too complicated well it's definitely achievable and if they can dangle pick eight and I don't know the expiring contract of Jordan Clarkson Mm. and J.R. Smith or or Tristan Thompson someone like that listen to what you're saying though like how fucking how swindly and complex is it like well that's what you have to do of course I think to get Paul George I'd trade J.R. and pick eight yeah I I would but I'm just like I just don't think it's going to get you where you need where you want to go LeBron it's going to hurt the franchise long term I think that's what I would do and regardless of LeBron's days but if Porter's not there maybe some I've said for years that well Maybe not be. You know, I've said this for years. This one, this one, I've said for years is that I'm kind of part of me is looking forward to when LeBron yeah, does eventually oh, leave the Cavs, just because he has such a stranglehold over the whole organization. I know. Yeah, he's he started this weird precedence, and I I don't think it's a good way to build championship. Brian Winkhorst and a lot of other reporters have just said that Cleveland's just suffering from organizational fatigue, mm. which is the be- perfect way to word it. Everyone's just. It's so been, exhausting. It, it, they didn't even get those four years off when LeBron wasn't there. Like it was still like, God, you guys suck. You've yeah. got all these number one draft picks who keep failing. Like LeBron might come back. Like, yeah, it's it's seriously been so taxing on the franchise. I'm like, LeBron, can you just like steady the waters for once? Like, yeah. not have it be a turbulent season because you're fucking the franchise. Like you're getting your glory. Yeah, but like. The reason well, that's the way it's always been with LeBron. Like, the he's reason, always been a bit of a drama. That's right. Player. Well, he has been, but the reason why, like, people were like, "Man, Jordan was good," because he set up a franchise for ten years. You know, like, yeah. and you still look at the Bulls and like one of the top five franchises in the league, mm. even though they haven't competed really for eight years. And before, between that, it was another ten years of shit. But like, you're still like, yeah, top five team. How in the telling was it? Um, I read this stat to you the other day. Golden State, I'm pretty sure, now over the four-year window where they've won their three chips, have the highest winning percentage in the playoffs. But second was the Bulls from 91 to 94. So that's including one year they Mm. didn't have Jordan. Mm. And third on that list was 95 to 98 Bulls, another year they didn't have Jordan. So that just kind of attests to how good Jordan was in the the six years that he won it. 
I totally agree. Yeah. I don't want to uh, dig too much into a LeBron Jordan conversation because no, I, I hate those arguments. They're so fucking poxy. They're yeah. two very different players. They, and I think at the moment it's kind of 1A, 1B. And they'll it depends be what criteria you're Absolutely. On. And you and I have talked at length about it. So, I've uh, been reading a lot of reports. Well, not a lot, but a few reports that the Nuggets uh, open to trading yeah. pick 14. Yeah. Maybe attaching someone's expiring to it. Kenneth Fareed's a, a name that pops up. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Look, I've got no problems with that. Um, I don't actually mind what Fareed has to offer, but I, he is just wasting away on yeah, like 15 mil a year or some stupid shit. Like, I can't believe they haven't been more proactive in getting rid of him just for fucking chump change. Like, we don't need... We've got too many players for minutes. Like, yeah, there's not enough minutes to go around as it is. Like, so I would be open to it. I'd also be open to, like, just taking a Kevin Knox and just be like... Let's see if he... Funny you say that. That's where he's uh, projected to go on the mock. Well, mate, he fits perfectly. Like, if, if in three years he's a gun, great. If not, doesn't matter because we're in going in the right direction anyway, I think. He's going to be good offensively, I think, regardless. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm like, I'm like, we don't have enough time to give Juancho, Hernan Gomez, or Malik Beasley, who both look like they'll be decent players and yeah. like... So, fuck it. Yeah, I don't mind trading it. I don't actually mind what Denver does from here. Like, I think we're pretty set up. If I was them, I would use it on Knox, if he's there, or or someone very like Knox. Yeah. One of the bridges. I was just going to say, if I was you, I'd love to lock down um, Miles. Yes. He's played a lot of the four in college, and he could play... You know, small ball four. Decent enough three-point three shooter, like, good defender. Great athlete. Does everything. Yeah, we'll take him in a heartbeat. Because like, we do, that's the one spot we need a bit of an upgrade. Let Will Barton walk, because he's a restricted, I think, and he'll want a ton. Mm, from memory, yeah. Let him go, because he doesn't offer that much. Put Wilson on the bench, start a rookie, Jason Tatum style, or, you know, Jalen Brown, and then just have that youth. Because I, I think youth is so important for franchises as well. Well, you, know? you look at the teams that you think, all right, who's going to be... The team, not named the Golden State Warriors, next to win a chip. And it's mm. probably Boston. And all they're the so full of youth. And you look at Philadelphia, mm. so full of youth. Even Houston, you're like, oh, probably not. But they're like an anomaly considering yeah. that they've just got some. They do the have some talent. youth as well. Like, Capella's not that old. Like, James Harden. He'll probably get offered fine. a sh- load of money this offseason. Hopefully he stays. Hopefully he stays. Like, he's just a perfect fit with those. Like, hard roller with, like, the two best passes in the league or two of the five best passes in the league. On a so. scale of 1 to 10, how pissed off would you be if LeBron and Paul George went to Houston? I'm would st- there be any point watching the regular season next year? Not really. And, like, I'm just so sick of super teams. Same, man. Like, it can... And they've always been in the they're league. Always, but they're in, always around. Like, you the, look at all the championships and the, they haven't been formed... The same way yeah, as some it's the way us, they come together. That I agree. That's what I should say. So it's the way that and how I guess. Well, in the day and age we live in, trying to uh, sound like an old old man fry here. You know, mm. in our back in my day, early on in the piece, I remember there was none of these super teams. But now with social media and so, there were so super many, teams, but like yeah. it only took. It, I guess it, the Warriors kind of did it. Just sign one star. But with social media and so many reports and all this other shit, like there's... So many players are talking to other players. Well, that's like, yeah. It. Let's join forces. It's and so do much this. easier for LeBron to just like LeBron yeah. can d- DM privately DM Paul George on his Twitter on his burner account. Like, yeah, just like bro. No, even on his main one, no yeah. one can see the nah, no. the direct message. 
it's it, like players are just more connected. It makes sense. The world's more connected, but I don't like the way they're. There should be some rule, or I guess what's the salary? That's what the salary cap's for to yeah. stop this shit. But anyway, whatever. A lot of people think. Uh, sticking with LeBron and the Cavs very quickly because the finals just finished a couple of days ago. A lot of people think that LeBron's played his last game as Cavalier. I think mm. you and I are the two most vocal, passionate people who are saying we think that he's going to come back. I don't think yeah. there's any plus to him leaving. Not really. He might win two or three more chips, but they won't be like, I'm better than Jordan now, chips. They're like, oh, you went chasing. Like, Let's be honest, that's what LeBron's done his whole fucking career almost. Yeah. Like, you went chasing chips. Like, you never cared about the team, you, the franchises you played for. Well, like, this, this decision that he makes will dictate, I think, the narrative of his career. Because yeah. if he stays in Cleveland now, everyone will be like, oh, we can understand why he went to Miami yeah. to get those few chips, but at least then he stuck it out back with the Cavs. Yeah, but I if he leaves again, then he'll be like, well... Even though he won the title for Cleveland, it was a bit of a scumbag move to leave him twice. Yeah, like one title in four years that you've just decimated the team. Like They've got no assets now. They've got Kevin Love if he leaves. That's yeah. it. Uh, and Love isn't the asset he used to be. Yeah. So, like, he's fucked Love. Just like he fucked Bosch and probably D-Wade a little bit. And Let's be honest. Almost to an extent, Kyrie. I love LeBron, but... Yeah, I We've think... always said that he's not a great teammate. For... No. He just doesn't do... So, he... Yeah, anyway. What the, what the Cavs should do, here's, here's what they should do. Find a way to sign LeBron and just put the best 11 shooters in the <laughs> league around him yeah. that are available and just be like, let's see if we can start something new. And New Orleans Noel at centre just yeah. to block anyone that yeah, gets, yeah. Or, gets by him. You know what? Like, trade up for Bamba. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, I, and then I did mention that player. to you the other day, um, yeah. potentially trading up to get Bamba. Here's, I just want to throw a couple of trades... Uh, trade ideas for the Cavs out there before we uh, dissect a little bit more of the finals. If you are Portland, would you do a trade for CJ, Kevin Love straight up? No. What about Kevin Love and Rodney Hood? For CJ? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Like, if I'm giving up the better player, which I think he's probably... He's probably. the least tainted player anyway. Yeah. Because Hood's value's down. K-Love is way down off his high. Um, no, I wouldn't do that. What about Kevin Love and pick eight? Uh, would consider it. Depends what I'm doing with Damien, honestly. Yeah. Well, you like, keep, I think if you get rid of one of them, you keep the other one. Yeah, that's not a big enough upgrade. Or like, it doesn't work for, for me if I'm the Blazers jam. Yeah. I, like, I, I see where to, you're going. Though. I was trying to think of the best player Cleveland could get in a trade. What if that person was Kemba instead of uh, CJ? Uh, like say Kemba straight up for Kevin probably I, not I Kevin and Rodney think... probably not Kevin and pick eight maybe I think it's in the same oh same, you, I think breath. you'd be easier to wrench Kemba away um, I think you could probably get Kemba for Caleb straight up we talked the other day what if you do I can't remember the exact logistics we said but Kemba and Dwight for like Kevin Love and maybe pick eight yeah or you hopefully know, Rodney Hood or someone's I, salary to match it I would love to see 2018 Dwight next to LeBron mm. because he just like Gives the Cavs exactly what they were missing. He doesn't well, need we, the ball like he used to. I think like, he'd be great, but I think we need another athletic rim projector. But we could quite easily get Dwight and he still um, averages Kemba. like two and a half blocks a game. Or something. Yeah, true. But you think about Dwight Howard when he's on the court, like he's because he's a big, big man in this day and like small ball day and age as well. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we. You're right. He probably did average close to. I think he averaged just a hair under two blocks a game. Mm. So you know that's pretty decent, but. I feel like we need a bit of more of an energetic 
dude, like a bit more yeah. of a rim runner. But yeah, look, I wouldn't say no to him. I've always said, for fuck's sake, I've always said, LeBron needs a big defensive man near him to succeed. He hasn't had one all his whole career. I would offer that. I would offer, and I know this doesn't work positionally, but I think if there's two blokes who can figure out it's them, I would offer anything for Kawhi. Mm. LeBron and Kawhi guarding, because they could guard any position, let's be honest. Like, you put Curry, uh, Kawhi on Curry, LeBron, you take KD, or other way around. If LeBron leaves so, anywhere this offseason, I reckon he's going to the Spurs. Spurs or the Lakers. Yeah. I reckon he goes to Houston. I, the, the Spurs are too small of a market, surely. Well... I don't know, like him with Pop and Kawhi, what oh, if then he can then trade, because, you know, GM LeBron will come in, what if he's like, all right, let's swap LaMarcus for, I don't know, you know something. I, funnily enough, I just think the Spurs would be like, we don't need your presence, LeBron. Like, Pop's, we don't need your influence. we got Greg fucking Pop. Pop said, he's like, I'm going to demand I sit down with LeBron, like we're going after yeah. him this free agency. Okay, oh, that's good. It, but you just don't want the... Oh, I want this player and this player, LeBron, because that's not how the Spurs operate. I was going to say it'd be very interesting if he does to see how Pop handles oh, that. Imagine if Pop had LeBron and Kawhi. Yeah, I, and like I know that positionally they don't work, but I think they, they do. They're those, good enough for it to work. Those two are maybe the you most versatile players. Play LeBron as a power forward. Yeah, those or a two point guard or fucking anything really. It's those two, James, um, yeah, Russell. Um, nah, you know, I wouldn't say Ant Davis is as versatile because, like, you can put Russell Westbrook on three positions. Ant, Ant Davis is a bit stuck on those two big ones. You can't put him on a small forward. I don't know if you can put Russ on a small forward. Uh, you could put him on a small forward. Giannis. Giannis, sorry, that's who I'm thinking. Yeah, very, yeah, sorry, Not Ant Davis. him out. Uh, KD? James Hart, yeah, no. K- it's those three. Yeah, KD, Kawhi, LeBron, Uriah about Giannis, James Harden, and Westbrook. Yeah. Probably the. F- Seven most versatile players. It would be very interesting to see what Pop could get out of LeBron and uh, mm. Kawhi. God, mm. that'd be scary. Yeah. Um, I don't think... This... Oh, and cut Ty Lue. Get rid of that bloke. <laughs> I don't know what he's still doing there. I would have cut him after game two of the finals, mate. Then I stuff it. Let LeBron coach. Because this is not working. <laughs> might, have, might have honestly been a, uh, a better option than uh, plugging through, trying to survive with what we had. But... Do you reckon LeBron could ever be like a player coach? Is that legal? Mm. legal? I think so. I don't think there's any, uh, what's the word, any legality behind stopping it. Fuck, that'd be fun. That'd be amazing. Or just be like, LeBron, you can be assistant coach for a few years while you're still playing. God, I'd That'd be interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, Anyway. we digress. Too much LeBron in this podcast for mine. Nah, I'm all. It is no the such sum, thing. It is the summer of LeBron. It well, is that time of year. Well, we've got to get all the basketball in we can because it's we're about to go zero dark thirty on the NBA for two months. Nah, know? mate, this is a twelve month sport now. This is my favourite time of year: free agency and the draft. Well, free agent, but that finishes and then you do have the cold, cold winter. But cold there's winter. only there's only about a seven week, six week period between that and games tipping off. It's nearly two weeks, uh, two months though. Yeah, but. Last year, it's nearly a season. Last year, during that time, I can't remember what the first one was. It was oh, Kawhi, Chris Paul, Paul George, Chris Paul, Chris Paul then Paul, yeah. and then um, Kyrie. There was a lot going apart, on, so but let's, we got a bit spoiled last year. That's what I mean. Usually, it, it is a real. If it sticks to that same trend, it'll be awesome. Yeah, usually it's a very cruel summer. I don't mind, like obviously being as big a basketball fan and a writer and analyst as I am, that I love digging into even the little interest, the little moves. Just be like, oh, Jeff Teague signed with. Maybe that will be that will be good. There's so. a point guard I could see next to LeBron. I think Paul uh, George Hill is a great point guard for LeBron. Doesn't need the ball. Plays solid D. Yeah. Can shoot. 
I reckon that's fine. Yeah, Jeff Teague would be next. Speaking of, uh, Jeff Teague's birthday today. Hey. Happy birthday, Jeff Teague. There's not a lot of... Uh, well thought out segue. It's, yeah. about, it's the best I've seen, mate. It was, till you spoiled it like that. Was uh, one of the better ones. Not a lot of birthday wishes to go out. Elizabeth Hurley is the only real other relevant one on the famous birthdays list. There's sure. a few other, few other characters, but yeah, look, a lot of Instagram stars and a lot of uh, YouTubers there. So mm. there you go. You got anything else uh, to add before we bounce? No, I'm pretty ready to to get out in that sun, champ. Yeah, you and me both, mate. Uh, we're going to get up and watch the uh, Queen's birthday match in. That's almost exactly 12 hours away. 1am. Fryzy will be live tweeting, so get around his, get around his Twitter. It is uh, definitely Alex Fry double underscore. Okay. Because um, I had underscore Alex Fry, but I was like, well, if I just put whatever the fuck characters at the end of it, like if I just tell people my Twitter's It'll Alex Fry, if they search that, then sure. Yeah. Yeah. Alex Fry double underscore. Um, traded, trademarked that as my uh, Twitch name as well last oh. night. So hopefully in the coming months, uh, got a few things we're planning. So hopefully I can get uh, get the PlayStation fired up and get a Twitch channel up and running. I heard that. Get the new 2K, that'd be nice. Um, good luck for the rest of your uh, fantasy week, boys and girls. Uh, we've still got all the D's and Pies blokes playing. How many players have you got left? Two. Two? Brayshaw and Pendles, though. Oh, two pretty biggies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, i got Gorn, Sidey, Fritch, and Mircek. So hopefully we both have pretty good uh, ends of the week. Um, I'm going to do a couple of other articles, a couple of other podcasts. Check them out on sportsbyfry.com. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining me, Jayla. Not a problem, champ. Make sure you stay glued to Sports by Fry for all your sports updates. Until next time, peace. peace.